Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host, Adam Chop, and today with me, I got a super special bunch of guys, Austin and Joe from Slash Fitness over in Delray Beach, Florida. Joe and Austin, how are you guys? We're great. How are you doing today? Hey, pretty good. The uh, the weather is nice. Sun shines out. Can't complain. There you go. We don't quite have the same, man. We got a rainy day today. <laughs> well, that'll make it for all the other sunny days. So Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, we, 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 gotta, we get enough of them. Change, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The weather, uh, what, it's January. The weather's not too bad. It's still pretty uh, comfortable right now, isn't it? Yeah, I think we're like mid-70s today. We got hit with that cold front two, three weeks ago that sent everyone to a panic when it was in the 40s. You know, people in South Florida <laughs> don't know what to do with that. But uh, outside of that, coat. yeah. Awesome, guys. Uh, well, cool. Well, thanks for um, giving me some of your time today. Uh, we'll be diligent in our conversation, and uh, we're going to get to know about you and all about Slash Fitness. So I'll go ahead and open it up to you guys. Kind of tell our audience and our listeners a little bit about the both of you you know, maybe your background, your experiences, your passion, what transpired into slash fitness, um, and everything in between. Um, well, luckily, uh, with us doing this podcast, uh, we just celebrated our 10 year anniversary. So I believe we can start with that. So 10 years, uh, going strong, obviously, uh, we're open. We've made it through the worst of times, which is the past, uh, previous couple of years. Um, like I said, luckily we're, we're still moving on and, and, and we'll get into the details of how we did that uh, coming up. But uh, I've been in the industry since I was about 18, started with uh, Les Mills International. So I uh, got into the, uh, the group fitness circuit uh, early on and found a real passion for teaching groups. Um, more so, it wasn't as much about the, the fitness, it, uh, what did it for me, it was the more connecting with people and how we made people feel uh, within that organization. Um, so that really uh, set it off for me. Uh, once I got through that, uh, I was with them for about 10 plus years. I uh, got through college, uh, had a business degree in marketing. Um, once college was done, moved down here with the, uh, with the goal to eventually have my own facility. Um, started working in a, a neighboring gym for a number of years. Uh, that's where I met. Uh, Austin and I had met. We were working at the same facility. And then over the course of the first year or two working together, we, we realized we had the same vision of where fitness was going and what it was going to be. And with that, we took our plan of what slash fitness was and rooted to what it is today. Uh, that's the long, the, the short, the short version of uh, how we got that together. But we want to, we add to that. No, it's, yeah, uh, I you know, uh, was an athlete all growing up, uh, everything from uh, hockey, football to bodybuilding, uh, went to school for exercise science and physical therapy at Florida State, uh, so I was very involved with uh, the athletic teams over there, uh, knew I wanted to be involved in some kind of health and fitness industry, started training outside of college down in Tampa, Florida got more of a corporate opportunity down here in South Florida, which is what brought me down to the Fort Lauderdale area. And like Joe saying, at that point, we were both training at times out of a, uh, a gym that no longer exists here in Delray Beach. We both decided it was time to open up our own shop. And fast forward 10 years later, like Joe said, here we are celebrating 10 year anniversary. 
Awesome, guys. Sounds like everything's going strong. Love the, uh, you know, left the, we'll, we'll just, for lack of words, say the, you know, real world jobs to, you know, develop into the entrepreneurship. And, you know, here we are. Um, cool. Tell me about your, your vision with Slash. Like, how did the name come about? You know, did you have, obviously, from your, both of your guys' past experiences and what you've done, you know, you had some sense of group training and, you know, probably an idea of what you wanted to do, but how did Slash, first of all, the name, because I love the name and how, just like, how did everything transpire as far as like the development, the colors, you know, everything I see, you know, in my background currently, like how did all that, you know, transpire on from a piece of paper to facility? Sure. Uh, but name, I'll, I'll tackle the name portion. The name is, uh, I, the name literally came from a piece of paper in the sense that Joe and I constantly, you know, drawn up business plans, what we wanted to do, um, how we wanted the place to look, what kind of classes we wanted to offer, what kind of equipment we wanted to offer, uh, just really everything that, that makes up Splash itself. So that being said, when we were typing it up or writing it up, we just constantly kept writing, you know, let's say equipment wise, we're going to use weights slash bands slash kettlebells slash barbells, whatever, right? So literally when typing, we were, literally using the slash symbol all the time as opposed to like a comma for example right and uh we just found ourselves using the word slash all the time when talking to each other when coming up with the idea of this place and then it was just one of those one day where hey why don't we call the place slash so uh that's ultimately how it, how it came came to be um it was just lots of late nights of saying the same word over and over and over while we were moonlighting and doing our business planning, and and here we are. Just taking that pen and some slash, slash, slash. Yeah, that was it, man. That was it. We even went through, like, when typing the actual business plan at one point before, you know, talking to prospective investors and things like that, I remember yeah. us going through and using the color, uh, the colors that we were at the time, and highlighting the slash symbol in the, you know, throughout the whatever 25-page business plan that we had. So when you looked at a piece of paper, the slash symbol popped off the page everywhere. So. Um, like I said, that, that, that was it, man. That's how it started with the name Slash anyways. Awesome. And then, uh, you know, moving from there, you know, obviously we got into the business plan of what we wanted to be. I think that all really transpired from us uh, keeping a good pulse on the industry and where the industry was going. Um, at the time, uh, Orange, Theory was, Orange Theory was brand new. Um, I believe I, I was working for uh, location number six. Uh, CrossFit was in its kind of boom right there was start to really pick up um so what we saw is the trend in group fitness and and essentially what people were out there looking for was not just to work out but work out in that group setting and they craved a certain certain component of fitness so with us and our background being athletes and being trainers we thought we could provide something more um with the skill set we knew we knew as athletes we always one looked our best, but more so felt our best, moved our best uh, as individuals or just as human beings. When we're playing for sport, that's when we're at our, you know, our 100% max potential. So we're saying, why can't we bring that to the group or the average individual? Um, so that's really how the programming design came up with Slash. Um, as far as the lights go, you, know, you see these purple lights and uh, things like that. We've changed this a handful of times over the 10 years. Um, again, that goes back with the first vision was just keeping a pulse on the industry 
and where things are moving. And that's really one of the top reasons that's always kept us going is just listening to our people, um, staying on top of the trends, traveling around the country. We constantly back and forth through New York, LA, finding out what's working, what's not working, talking with business owners, networking, and continuously staying to the same model per se of what Slash is, but um, you know, changing the, basically the shell of it um, to adapt to the times. Um, so always staying true to the mission, but adapting to the time. Um, so that's what you see today with the purple lights and all that. It, it just it wasn't there before, but due to the times of what people desire, we, we should definitely change that. Yeah. And 10 years is a long time. So, you know, being able to change it up while still staying true to like your programming and obviously that's evolved and adapted in its own, but um, you know, like it's just like social media at almost every single person is on social media, whether it's Instagram, internet, Facebook, you know, you name it. It's like, everybody's evolving daily. Sure. So, yep. For sure. Good to hear guys. Um, so kind of diving into the, the business a little bit now that we know a little bit more about like, you know, what transpired and, you know, everything in between with you, what currently is the size of your facility? So we've got, uh, we're a split bay facility. We have uh, essentially two different instances, but our group training room is just under 2000 square feet. And then our personal training um, bay or suite is a little bit over 1500 square feet. And then we've got a 2000 square foot outdoor studio as well. So we've got an AstroTurf studio outside with tents over top uh, that has all kinds of different equipment as well. So uh, collectively, what throwing that together real quick, we're talking about about 5,500 square feet all in all inside and out. Nice. Uh, so decent, decent sized facility, you know, for different things and stuff like that. Sure. Um, so before I dive too much into that, you know, we talked about the program and everything kind of give our listeners kind of like your elevator pitch or when they come to slash fitness, what's going to be their experience? Like, you know, what, what are the, obviously the different types of group fitness that are offered, you know, at slash fitness? Uh, well, you know, to build off what Joe said, you know, I mean, with fitness, you know, obviously there's one component is everyone wants to look better, but big thing is being able to move and especially feel better. So our programming has done a, a lot around that. And again, to touch on what Joe was talking about, about, you know, reaching your peak performance as an athlete. Uh, so we're constantly altering our program from month to month so that people, uh, so that people's bodies aren't uh, adapting too much for it, right? We're fully functional based system here. Uh, everything is dumbbell based. We don't do Olympic lifting. We don't do barbells in our classes. So safety is a big thing for us. You know, you know, we, you know, we kind of joke that it doesn't matter how hard you work out. If you hurt yourself and can't go back the next day, or you're out for a couple weeks, a couple months, you know, uh, all that progress is dropped. So safety is definitely, uh, number one, number two, I would say in our training facility is fun. You know, that, that goes in hand in hand with the lights that you're looking at right now. Uh, part of the evolution that we've done in the last couple of years is creating a little bit more of a, you know, for lack of better of like a nightclub almost scene, right? So, you know, maybe you're dragging in early in the morning, you didn't want to work out, or maybe after a long day, you didn't want to work out. We get people coming here and uh, they forget about the outside world. So the music is loud, the lights are changing colors, they're chasing, you know, the lights are chasing each other's around the room. So, um, again, it's a little bit of a performance as well. Our coaches literally stand on a stage with a spotlight on them during the during the entire 45 minute class. Um, uh, but then again, to dig in with the class, it's a combination of strength, conditioning and power style training. So we use everything from uh, traditional style weights, uh, 
to to bands and TRXs and, and suspension trainers and things of that nature. Um, it's a lot of core-based fitness. We don't have any machinery like an Orange Theory does. We don't have people running on treadmills. Instead, half our uh, group training room is AstroTurf. So it's a little bit more like going back to football practice, baseball practice, soccer practice, you know, growing up. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, uh, we use the tagline, your body is the machine as well. Um, and that's, that's really what we push here is we want people to do lifts that, again, that are safe, uh, have a workout that is fun. But we focus on the foundational movements that, that create the biggest bang for your buck, I guess, if you will. Burning the most calories, igniting the most muscle, muscle tissue as possible. Um, and, and in turn, giving people the best results in the shortest amount of time. Awesome. Yeah. Most value for the time. Absolutely. Um, so um, quick question with your programming, you know, like how many people currently are at your facility as far as like instructors or just employees overall? Uh, we have uh, currently on staff uh, six trainers. Um, we train seven days a week. We are currently in uh, 40, uh, 48. Classes. Yes. Yeah. 48 classes per week. Um, classes are uh, filling up. Some classes do have a wait list of three to four people per class. Um, we start as early as 530 in the morning and finish up as late as uh, 530 p.m. with our latest class. Uh, like I said, staff, uh, trainer staff are about six. We have our first impressions uh, team as well that works out front. Uh, Trainers have the ability to one person to train on our PT side, and at that uh, in that room, they are labeled as independent contractors, so they have the ability to come in here and also run their own business under our roof. Um, whereas in uh, the slash room right here that you see, uh, they're employees through slashing here. So uh, it allows it's another side to the business, whereas it allows uh, personal trainers out there to not one just teach classes to be a classroom instructor and then go somewhere else and train their clients. It allows them to one, teach classes here and two, create their own business in the PT room over here, which in turn uh, allows them to really create this place as their home and they end up staying long-term. Yeah, like a, like a big old jungle gym for, uh, you know, getting the best workout impossible. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yep. So, <clears throat> excuse me, with the square footage, you know, with, with the trainers and everything, you know, what would you say is like a current member base for your facility? In terms of how many members? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, our total members, we're in a couple hundred worth. We have unlimited membership. You know, we have different membership tiers, obviously, like most gyms. Um, we have a couple hundred on the unlimited plan itself. Um, and that's really our most popular plan. That's where people can come in, obviously, every, any day of the week, work out as many times as they want, use the entire facility. Um, and then we have other membership plans where people can come in eight times a month or they can be package holders, right? So they could buy five packs, 10 packs, 20 packs, et cetera. So um, our unlimited membership sits around uh, 200 members. Uh, and then we have, you know, another, uh, another about half that doing other memberships uh, and packages. So you say probably like recurring, like we'll just say like monthly, you know, with the, between the unlimited and the, well, elite, uh, the eight times you probably say right around like 300 is like a safe number to say between like, just like membership based, not including like package holders and things like that. Yeah. I mean, somewhere up in that number too. And then, you know, that number gets skewed a little bit too with, uh, our total number would get skewed with things like class pass, oh, okay, yeah. things of those nature too, those third party reservations too. Uh, but right. So in terms of like our EFT and our system, 
uh, would be sitting up there right at a couple hundred. Yep. Okay. Now that number, is that something you guys are comfortable with? Is it something that you're wanting to expand and grow on? Kind of talk to me through, you know, like what's, you know, long-term for like, you know, the amount of members excluding like, you know, your, your outliers and stuff like that. We're definitely obviously always looking to grow. Um, we always want more. Uh, do we have room to go uh, grow? Yes, of course. Um, as we talked about in terms of square footage, that's a, that's a, uh, large chunk of gym there. Uh, so we definitely have room to fill up. Um, I can say a few months ago, uh, our membership was down, uh, just strictly from COVID times, trying to bounce back from that, um, uh, membership gets cut down to next to nothing, nothing overnight, pretty much. And, uh, you know, something that it took, I guess, seven years at that point to build up. Well, now it's gone and it's going to take a long time to build that back up again. Um, with that said, um, I believe we were sitting around, I believe it was uh, around 120 just a few months ago. Yeah. And now we're sitting into that couple hundred zone as Austin yeah. was just saying. So we've got some pretty serious growth in the past few months, which we're extremely happy with. So trying to stay on that wave and keep that cruising, um, definitely to hopefully to that more 300 zone, things like that. Um, and, you know, continue to do what we do best to keep, it, keep get them coming in, staying in. Yeah, 100%. What are some of the things that are in place that are contributing to that that growth factor right now? Uh, I think one of the big things would be, you know, the options that people have here, right? So just as Joe is alluding to with our trainers, they have, they can be more than a class instructor. They can also do personal training and take personal clientele. Uh, flip side for the member or the client coming in has those options too, right? So they can either do group classes, they can do one-on-one -on -one training. They can do small group training. So we do have other classes throughout the building, both inside and out that have anywhere from a dozen to a two dozen person cap on them, where they can work in the personal training room and work with a little different style of equipment, or they can work in our outdoor studio and classes, same thing, working with other equipment. Um, so we give people options for the workouts, right? So there's three rooms. Uh, if you, again, if you consider outside a room, three rooms they can work out three different styles of workout schedules, flexible. We also have open gym. So again, that's slightly different than your regular run of the mill group training uh, facility and that members can come in here and work out any time of the day too. So we're in our group training room now. It's empty. If anyone want, any of our members want, they can come in here and use it. Personal training room, same thing. As long as it's not flooded with trainers and clients at the time, they can work out there any time of the day. And then our outdoor studio, they can work out I mean, they can truly work out there 24 hours a day. Um, so that's big. And then like Joe was talking about earlier about trying to keep our finger on the pulse with, you know, uh, what's going on in the industry. We're always trying to, to stay ahead on that too. So in the last couple of months, we've introduced the ice plunges or ice baths to our facility too. So we have three ice plunges uh, in our outdoor studio. And so people can uh, utilize those after class. They have an unlimited membership. That's part of their membership. We do have a handful of people who strictly have just an ice bath membership. So they actually don't even work out with us. They just come here for the ice bath itself. Uh, and then we also run a couple classes throughout the week too. I run a class at 5 p.m. Monday through Thursday that works on uh, mobility, breath work, and then the ice plunges. And then on Saturday, we do another one of those as well too. So all of that is a long drawn out way of saying it gives people a lot of options in the hopes that, you know, they don't ever get uh, tired of doing the same kind of thing. They can, in one week, 
encompass all different kinds of workouts and recovery, uh, you know, recovery modalities as well. I think, you know, overall with the, the movement and all these, I mean, since we started, you know, we used to probably be the, one of the only group fitness concepts in the area. Now there's, you know, at least half a dozen of them right here in this little block at Del Rey. Uh, so it's, times have definitely changed, but I think where we're, as Austin's getting at, is how much value can we now create within our membership instead of just saying, hey, we're just this one class, which is what we used to be. Now we're all of this, you know, members or uh, people try to refer to come here. Uh, they hear about all these other things that the Slash membership gives them. So it's all about value these days. Yeah, value exchange is huge. Sure. Not to mention, you know, and on top of that, in the new era of class pass, as we kind of brought up earlier, uh, people like the variety. Uh, you know, the class pass movement is is taught people and and really harness those people that like to jump around from gym to gym. And now you don't just have to belong to one place. So the more concept, the more we offer under one roof here, keep those class pass people in house here. Um, so it's definitely been a huge benefit by offering more variety to us. It's definitely give us that big influx of membership that we're talking about. Yeah. And I guess Adam, one more thing, just to uh, finish off on that is we actually did a, we made a big move at the end of the year last year. And uh, for our 10 year anniversary, we actually uh, dropped our unlimited membership price by 25%. And really our whole backing behind that was what just Joe, Joe just talked about. People are looking for more variety these days. They're looking to do more than just belong to one gym. You know, maybe they want to go do things that we don't offer, you know, for example, spinning, yoga, uh, Pilates, whatever it may be. But, you know, in, in these times where uh, people are in a little bit more economic hardships as well, too, we didn't want our membership to impede somebody to be able to go do the other things they want or vice versa if they're doing Pilates to not also be able to come do slash as well. So we dropped our price point a couple of months ago and uh, <laughs> I guess it'd be pretty obvious it was well, it was well received, right? Especially by our members who were already here. Um, but you know, that was a big thing for us for bringing in new members here is that, Hey, membership is significantly less than it is at other group training facilities in the area. So you can be a member here do all the different uh, you know things that we offer and still go to a different facility of things that we don't as well without you know having to uh, take out a second mortgage on your house. That is yeah, that's the truth. You uh, especially being Delray, you know, it's it's a very like transient seasonal area and it, it's ridiculously expensive. You know, it's yeah, you have so many like boutiques, like you know, you got Orange Theory, you got you know your slash fitness right there, and then you know, down the road, you got the other group fitnesses and things like that. And you got, you know, what, what is there? There's, uh, you know, the body 20 around the corner, body 20s around the corner. Yeah. You know, CrossFit. And, and those yeah. are all like, you know, medium to high price points. So it's just like, yeah, there might be people in the area, but at the same time, they don't want to feel strapped down to the point where it's like, well, I got to stay to this one place. Right. Um, yeah. Cause you know, as you know, Adam Delray's a different animal in that, right. You're not just fighting the price point. Uh, and like Joe alluded to earlier, I mean, Delray's not that big of a place, right? So your quote unquote location, although it's ideal for certain things, like if you're in Delray, you're never what? You're never driving more than 10 minutes anywhere, right? So you have to, we have to stand out from other ways than just price point to do that. So that's where kind of that all comes into play. Price point is definitely a big thing. 
Um, but, you know, as you know, we have certain competitors that are within a pitching wedge away from us, you know, so they're right across the street. So we're constantly trying to come up with ways where uh, we can stand out more than some of these other facilities. And these other facilities are, uh, you know, franchise models, you know, we're still a one-off. So, um, you know, we have a lot of advantages with that and that, you know, Joe and I are the ones that run the show here. We don't have to run things by corporate. We don't have to keep things on such a strict path per se, where as much as uh, the corporate model can, can bring a lot of good things, um, it also has a lot of red tape. And we, of course, don't have any of that. So I think our members really enjoy the fact that uh, their input is very well received here. They like to, you know, if they want to see different things going on, have different opportunities here at the gym, they know they can come up to Joe or myself. And that's something that they can, you know, they really know they're being heard and, and changes can be made and really almost immediately if we feel like that's something that'll better the, the gym and our community as a whole. Yeah, 100%. And be, being non-franchised is, or at least at this point in time, is so beneficial to customization. And like you guys exactly said, it's Orange Theory, for example, we can just take them or any other like franchise company for that matter. You can receive comments, but you can only do so much inside of the facility without changing the corporate structure. You know, yeah. oh, yeah. add add a bench press or add this or add this. Like, well, you got to run that by the big wigs because, you know, that would have to change for every studio. Right. So yeah. good, good deal there. And uh, touch on the cold plunge. I worked for a place that the cold plunge was just a madhouse. Like cold plunge is so amazing. Like it, the recovery benefits, we could talk for hours on that one. But yeah, sure. that's a good addition to the hot heat in uh, Delray, Florida. Yeah, it's been great, man. We've been, we've been loving it, you know. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, so let, let's talk a little bit more on the business side of things, you know, with, you know, uh, I mentioned in a little bit, you know, your member base and, you know, where you're at right now. So talk to me about like the big, big picture. Obviously every gym owner wants to increase revenue. Every gym owner wants to gain more members. They want to, you know, provide more purpose for all their members, things like that. But what is your guys's big picture goal? You know, maybe like the next one to five years, you know, where, where do you want to take slash fitness as a whole, you know, do you want to multiply? Do you want to, you know, advance maybe a different state? You know, kind of walk walk our listeners through, you know, what's like the big, big picture for fitness? Um, I, you know, uh, prior to COVID, we were uh, uh, working with a friend of ours to potentially do another spot. We we're looking in the neighboring area of Boca. We looked at a couple spots and all that. And, uh, and then COVID hit. So that really... Uh, Thank, thank God we didn't end up getting that that place at that time. Yeah. Uh, it would have been some serious trouble. Um, but you know that you know at that time our vision was to let's let's do more spots. This needs to be more places. And to say that's not the vision, I can't say that. I, I do want to see slash more places. I think you know for years, uh, you know whether it was this look that we're seeing now or uh, our prior look, our prior programming, any of that, people have been coming in uh, for years saying, why isn't this in New York? Why isn't this in Boston? Like people, people love it and they want to see us other places. So I, you know, that to me fuels a fire into, into getting, uh, giving people what, exactly what they ask. You know, just as we do that in the walls here, I'd love to do that outside of slash two is to bring in other places. Uh, right now, our number one concern is to getting back to those pre-COVID numbers, uh, and then and then figuring out exactly what that plan is from that point. Uh, but like I said, I think we've created something incredible to not bring it 
other places one way or another, whether that's uh, a physical brick and mortar type play, uh, facility or, or digital, whatever that might be. Uh, I feel like I'd be doing myself and others a disservice by not, not expanding the product um, to where it could potentially be. Yeah, so and go ahead. Go on. No, no, no. Oh, I would say, you know, that Slash Fitness, you know, the na- obviously the name alone, for me, I'd be like, oh, I got to check this place out. It's so cool. Um, but, you know, like all the things, it's like two, three facilities where you're still keeping it like tight niche and like true to like your programming and what you want without being too like corporatized, you know, is, is going to allow people to be like, well, this place is so different from anything else because, you know, it's not, again, the big, big time corporation, things like that. It's, it's, you can do more inside of it and you guys have the freedom to brainstorm with each other to make those things happen. Right. Yeah, for sure. Awesome, guys. So it's safe to say that at least at this current time, if you were to increase your member base or increase the packages, the the training, the things like that inside to bring in, you know, more revenue and more faces, that's going to allow you guys to kind of decide, hey, we're going to bring Slash to West Boca or we're going to bring Slash maybe out of state or just bring more to Slash. For sure. I think there's a, I think there's a step in the middle there too, that we, we've been looking at as well is, is let's get the membership to a certain point, uh, again, to where, to where we used to be. Um, and part of the vision is to do more within here. Uh, we've talked about really expanding on that open gym style, um, providing more of a home for people that if let's say today, they just did not want to do group, group fitness or be in the cool room here and hearing me barking orders at them. They just want to throw the headphones on. How can I provide more of an open gym concept than what we just currently have? Can we get more machinery? Do we need to offer some, some, you know, the electrical based cardio, you know, the treadmills and things like that, that people do look for that people eventually go to an LA fitness for things like that. Um, I think that's a step right there in the middle that we're looking to get at some point and then go beyond that and, and take slash fitness to the neighboring uh, uh, towns here with this essentially being the main hub. We have, we're just talking about with that step two, we have, a, we do have an opportunity. So like I said earlier, we have two suites or two bays here in the building. There are three. We actually lease all three, uh, but we sublet the third one to a yoga studio. Um, originally uh, we had entrances into that studio when we were leasing it on our own. Uh, and had kind of a, a side project concept going on. We then sublet it to a yoga studio. We have now sealed up the doorway in between our studios just because we tend to be a little loud and uh, that doesn't jive with the yoga quite as well. Uh, but what I'm getting at is, is we still own the lease. We still have the opportunity to take over those almost 2,000 square feet um, as well. So without having to go to a new brick and mortar, we can expand in our own location. And then the rest of the building itself, that is another 2000 square uh, feet around there that is that is built entirely different than the rest of the building. But again, that gives us a total of about 4,000 square feet extra just inside that we can play with other ideas too. And then if we were to take over uh, that remaining square footage inside the building, that would give us the, uh, the ability to take over all of the outside, which is where our 2,000 square feet of outdoor studio is now, that could double, if not even triple, if we own the whole building or, or lease the whole building, rather, just because we wouldn't have to worry about other, uh, you know, the other businesses that are here within the building. 
yeah, you can do more within your space and not, like you said, have to worry about, you know, sharing or right. or whatever, whatever, the, whatever the, the niche or the clause might be. Um, yeah. I know there's uh, some places that like share a, a neighboring wall with a salon and it's like, yeah. turn the music down because it's too loud. Well, that, you know, music is like a big part of group fitness. So sure. Awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. Couple uh, last minute questions uh, as we wrap up here. Um, with everything that's going on right now, all the good stuff, what, you know, if you had to take a step back and really just look at your business and analyze and say, Hey, look, we got these things that are going really well. This is the bottleneck. This is the hiccup. This is where we're not, you know, maximizing the potential that it could be. What would that be? I, I mean, you know, uh, like Joe talked about earlier, we do, you know, I mean, I guess just to break down little pieces at a time from our group training concept, you know, we are very fortunate that a, a lot of the classes on the schedule are completely filled. Um, the reason I, that I'm even going at it in this direction is because there are certain hours of the day that are, you know, that have just been historically slower, you know, so um, how can we tap into the demographic that would fill those quieter hours, right? Uh, we talked a lot about quarantine and COVID and shutdown and stuff during during this today. Um, that changed people's lifestyle a lot, right? We have a lot of people that work from home now. A lot of people that don't work nine to five. We got a lot of people that work remotely. Like you said earlier, from you living down here, Adam Delray, you know, it's a transient area. People are down here for only weeks, months at a time. So how can we get our name out to uh, more than the, the, the group, uh, you know, the, uh, for lack of a better, the, the membership that we have right now, right. Our, I'm sure like you've seen in other facilities, when the majority of new members come in, they all come in for a certain number of hours throughout the day. Right. Again, there's always those couple challenging spots throughout the day. So especially with us being in a more transient area, how do we get our name out there that much more to then reach out to a demogra demographic to help us fill some of those voids that are just tougher for us to fill, uh, you know, on a regular basis. So I, I think really, you know, for lack of better of it, not to use like cheesy cliche, but to somehow be able to like cross the T's and dot the I's on certain things. We've already got the basis. We already have the glasses going on. We already have the product here. We already have a certain percentage of the classes full at that time. How can we take that from being, 50 60 percent full to 80 90 100 percent full yeah just maximizing what's already there you know to the point where it's like okay we have everything crossed everything dotted underlined whatever now we can focus on expansion or you know whatever the case you know getting more people in the door to include this expansion or however you guys want to do it so love it right, right. Um, yeah and the last the last thing you know I think any business would want to do is to open up another location and have, you know, location one or headquarters, if you will, HQ, then have to feed, you know, location two or be the one that covers all the bills for because yeah. of it. Right. You know, so you want to know, like Joe was talking about earlier, that your membership numbers are getting up high enough to a uh, spot that, okay, now it's time to just completely copy and paste, you know, obviously that's, that's changed a little bit over the couple of years as about, you know, regarding things we just talked about with, with COVID and quarantine and shutdown like that. So um, again, if, you know, numbers can be back up, that gives any business really that much more confidence that they can, that they can copy and paste and, and go further with, with new locations. hundred percent. Absolutely. 
Um, well, cool guys, for a second time, um, last two things real quick. If you could give our listeners one piece of advice on starting their journey in the fitness world, opening a gym, partnering with somebody, whatever it is, what would that be? Um, keep your pulse on the industry, get out there, do your research. As I mentioned before, I think a big part of our success is getting out there in, in exploring other facilities. Um, we've had great success. And again, uh, going to New York, going to LA, they seem to little, be a little bit ahead of the times in some concepts, but either way, no matter what place you go, you're always going to find things you want to do or things you like, but you're also going to find things you don't like and things you don't want to do with your place. So it's always a learning experience. Um, I think it's very, extremely important nowadays to learn, learn from those who came before you. Um, it's always been important, but uh, nowadays within our industries, everybody's looking to really help one another. Um, whether it is a franchise group, whether it is a small mom and pop place, everything, everybody wants our industry to succeed again and get back to where it used to be. Cause you know, all us business owners, managers, any of that, we're all in this together. And we all do have one common goal of really making people healthy and, and letting people combat, combat what's out there. So um, it's definitely a time now where we all need to pull it together, help one another, get to another spot. So the more you can get out there, research these facilities, talk with owners, talk with managers, just ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask them. Um, Somebody is always willing to help. So I think, again, that's been a big big part of our success is is getting out there and making it known why we're out there we tell people straight up hey that's why we're here we're not you know we're not looking to steal anything or whatever but we're just looking to expand our products and and be the best we can be for our members and uh, we just want to learn about what you do and, and why you do it so always ask questions number one good i i agree with all that and i, I would to add to that would be just like a little bit what we talked about too is just listening to your community as well you know and we talked about too sometimes with franchise models that can be a little tougher with us it is a little easier for us to do that but you know joe and i uh started this place out of the back of our vehicles by doing boot camps on the beach and in parks and in parking garages and you know for for literally for nothing and using equipment made from things from home depot you know and and things of that nature so really just showing people that like joe just said our our big mission here is to make people better you know make people healthier uh better quality of life more longevity um so again not to sound cliche but the money will come you know but if you if you're constantly chasing that dollar i think inevitably people see through that and if you're doing things that you have passion for and in turn are trying to help uh you know your your, your neighbor if you will um i think that is better marketing in itself people see that as well and they want to be a part of that and that is what helps us us in turn grow that much more as well love it guys yeah staying true to the passion you know like i said every business owner wants to make money but if they can do it while helping people and profiting then it's a win-win sure of course Cool, guys. Uh, last but not least, go ahead and give our listeners a shout of how they can reach slash fitness, whether they're in the area in good old Delray Beach, Florida, or, you know, they're traveling or just to look it up online or research, you know, maybe social media. How can they find you? We are, uh, our website is www.slashfitpro.com. Uh, you can uh, look up our website, our newly remodeled website, and uh, contact us from there. Uh, we have a little opt-in box on that. Uh, you can see our slash Instagram at slash fitness. Um, also, uh, you can contact us, obviously, by phone, 
865-5716. Um, and Austin's private cell phone number. Hey. And, no, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> All joking aside, when we first opened, we put our cell phone numbers on the business card because we just thought, you know, hey, we wanted people to be able to reach out to us at any time. Yeah. Going back to what advice to give someone starting in the fitness industry, maybe don't do that when you've opened a facility unless you are looking for text messages and calls around the clock. Uh, midnight rolls around, ring, ring. Hey, yeah, um, exactly. Hey, I'm at Publix right now. Should I buy the fat-free, the sugar-free, or this? I'm like, hey, man, as much as I want to help, it is 11 o'clock at night, dude. I got to wake up at 4 in the morning. Maybe we can talk about this tomorrow. Yeah, so hey, stop by during business hours only. Yeah, yeah, right. So yeah, maybe keep the uh, the personal the personal number off for uh, for the entire membership. Love it. Well, for everybody listening out there today, uh, don't put your personal number out there. Yeah, uh, and uh, you heard it from uh, John Austin themselves. If you want to reach out slash fitness, go to their website, call them. The studio number, anyways, uh, Instagram, and you know, go stop by, take a class. Um, good old Dyer Beach, Florida. You know, if you're ever visiting there, it's a great place. And uh, for anybody else listening out there that wants to be on the podcast, click on our link below, type in all your info. We'll be in touch. We'll reach out. We'll get you on the show. But until then, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily Newton, and joining us on the show is Boyd Davis from Peekaboo Boxing Gym. What's going on, Boyd? How are you doing today? Good, good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much good, for asking. Good. So, Boyd, before we dive into the nitty-gritty of what you guys have going on and how you run Peekaboo Boxing Gym, first tell us a little bit about how you describe the business of people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place. Well, the basic one I want to start my gym is basically to help uh people that basically get in shape you know i started this uh you know uh out of interest of my retirement from boxing and then also helping other kids in the boxing gym and how to, to process how to actually get their self in shape and work on their discipline and their uh problems, different problems like that. So uh, basically getting in shape is uh, a goal that I always wanted to stick with and I always wanted to, uh, to continue doing it. So that was one of the reasons. And the older you get, the more you want to try to keep yourself in shape. Uh, now that's basically, you know, in, you know, um, like I said, the older you get, you want to stay in shape. <laughs> and also at the same time, keeping these kids of, of working on their goals and, and their discipline and getting in shape, you know, it's my goal. So. Yeah. Okay. So tell, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people. Uh, 
Wow. <laughs> How do I describe my business? Uh, basically, it's for me, it's actually uh, describing this as far as pickable is a, it's a, it's a, like I said, it's a style and it's also getting my, getting you, getting in shape, getting in shape and, and also working on uh, other things, not only in your boxing, but physicals, uh, mental, like I said, letting out stress and, and different things like that. I mean, because uh, that's basically what sometimes people don't only come in for physical, they come in to work out other things, you know, uh, physical stress, emotions and different things like that. So anxiety, anxiety is, is, is a big goal uh, out in the world today, uh, coping skills. Uh, we work on a lot of different things when it comes uh, in my gym. Uh, like I said, you got to have different different things that you're working on in and outside, you know. So physical is, is not every, not all of it. Mental, anxiety, and emotions, and it, it's, it, it all works together. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Um, so tell us, what services are you offering your members? Uh, basically, you know, it's... Uh, the service I'm working on is basically getting fitness, uh, fitness, boxing, uh, competition. Uh, my, a lot of my guys do competition. Uh, uh, you know, that's how I started with competition, working, working out. Uh, I'm actually, like I say, from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, and uh, basically competition, getting herself in shape, working out and different things like that. So. Okay. So you have like boxing classes for boxing. general population, kids as well. Um, like what, so what the classes, are your classes like instructor led or how's, how does that work? Well, basically they come in, they, they got a rotation that they do. They, uh, like I say, they jump rope. Uh, they do the shutter boxing and I show them how to throw, uh, throw punches, uh, body shots, uppercuts and, and, uh, and hooks and stuff like that. And then basically, we do like three rounds of two rounds, two or three rounds of hand pads. So basically they'll get in the ring with, with me and they'll do hand pad, hand pad work. Hand uh, yeah, they can do hand pad work. And and basically once they're done with their hand pad work and they'll get on the bags, work on bags, like three rounds of heavy bag, you know, and also, you know, start to the next process, they go to speed bag, work on speed bag. You know, speed bag is not easy <laughs> for a lot of people. So it's, 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 it has a lot to do with concentration and focusing. So they work on speed bag. And then they go to, then I have them do that, my, my cardio workout. So I do two or, diff, two or three different cardio workouts. So I got a light cardio workout. Then I got a heavy cardio workout where they we actually do, uh, 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 what they call that, battle ropes battle ropes uh battle ropes and then we do uh uh tire you know slamming the tires uh rotation of the tires and different like that and and elevating ladders and stuff like so slamming balls so it's all different things and then they just stop with the last the last round the last minute of, of the of my session jumping rope so they have to go back and do three rounds two or three rounds of jumping rope for the last battle Gotcha. Then, they'll okay. just, then they'll start, relax, and stretch. Yeah. Sounds like a, a pretty good workout to me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. so let's talk a little bit about 
marketing. So you've been in business for how long now? Uh, I started in 2009. So 2009. basically, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, did you have like any experience like prior to running your gym in two, and opening your gym in 2009? Like, did you have any business experience at all? No, I did not. Uh, not one. Not so one. basically, <laughs> so everything basically came, you know, as you, as you go along, you know, you're learning different, different techniques when it comes to business. So you'll learn one thing here, one thing here, uh, another thing here, another thing there, how you advertise it. So everything's comes in order. And then you pick it up from other people that just started in their business or been in business for a while. So you starting off like that, you actually going and you asking questions. Uh, how do you do this? How do you do that? And these things comes, you know, and I'm, and I'm explaining these things to my son too. These things comes along, but you gotta, you gotta ask questions when it comes to business, because it's a lot of business did not process in this pandemic. And it was very hard, you know? So, and that's, that was one of the keys where I know if I could survive that, I can work, I can, I can survive it. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, kind of tell us what's been working in terms of marketing and like getting people in the door. So right. for a person who, is out there everybody for the most part starts with no clients right right zero zilch which means that you don't have any money coming in right. so what have you been guys doing for marketing that's worked well for you guys and also on the other end of the spectrum what hasn't worked out so well when it comes to marketing right well basically what i do actually when it comes to uh trying to advertise more is you know you got all different types of sites that advertise, you know, like you got the Facebook, you got uh, uh, Instagram, you got you got a lot of different things to advertise. And I do a lot of mine through, through school, uh, how to advertise to school, uh, little uh, uh, high school, uh, um, uh, grade school and stuff like that. And I do a lot of my, I do a lot of competitions where I, I do boxing shows too. I do a lot of boxing shows through my through the town, okay. uh, and that that's that's the word of and then a lot of word of mouth. You know, you bring one person in into the boxing gym, and I do latest nights on Monday nights, latest night. So as I do this, as you know, uh, do Monday night, latest nights, where I just post pictures on Facebook, where and then I I will just tag people. Tag that person. If I got this lady in there, I tag her. She'll tag the next person. So, like I say, it's word of mouth. Uh, and like I say, what have not worked, uh, you know, a lot of things don't work, but when I try to work around them and to make them work, but at the same time, I, I keep working at it. And if it don't work, I go to the next thing and try to, to figure, figure out ways of doing it, you know, so to when, make it. How, and I mean, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, but you made a good point. If it don't, if it doesn't work, then you move on to the next thing. So, you know, as a business owner, what are the signs that something is not working? Uh, well, you know, for me, I, I, just, I, I couldn't, that's a good question <laughs> because I never had that. It never, that thought never came about for me. And I never, cause a lot of things that for me, it, it, it worked, but at the same time, I don't know. I that question is, is a very good question. So you know, I just try to work. I try to do the best thing I can to to make things work. 
And if they don't work, I try to make them work. But if they don't work, I just go, like I say, I just try to go to the next thing and, and figure out other things around that. You know, right. so. So it makes sense. Uh, if something's not working, you move on. That's very simple. <laughs> <Right. to> <laughs> okay. So for marketing, you guys, you said Facebook, Instagram, networking with schools, competition, uh, with the boxing shows that you, do, that you do and also word of mouth. If you had to pick one and only one method of marketing, which one would it be? Uh, uh, for me, uh, I can look at, you know, uh, the marketing It's Facebook, uh, and Instagram. It's, it's a, it's a big, it's a big pool. That's where all, that's where all everybody's at. That's where all the social media is at, you know? So it's just, for me, that's putting the social media out, you know, uh, word of mouth, you know, number one, uh, getting it out on Instagram, Facebook and stuff like that. That's what I look at. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of people on social media. A lot of people is on social media. So. so what are you guys doing on social media? Is this all like organic um, posting or are you doing any paid advertising? I can do, I do both. I do paid advertising and I also, I do, you know, I do, I do a lot of posting mm -hmm. uh, on Instagram, you know, so, and sometimes on Facebook, I do a lot of uh, paid ad advertising on Facebook. Paid advertisements. So you, you're um, like running campaigns and things of that nature? Right, 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 right. Okay. So are, is this something that you had to learn, like you're doing this yourself or yeah. did you have I'm to base, I'm doing basically all this myself. So like I said, it's, I learned from other people. <laughs> so like I said, that's, you know, you know, and then you, you know, these are things that you need to do because for some reason, okay, where do you go for customers? Where's people at? So I just look at and say, okay, I know they're on Facebook. I know they're on Instagram. I know they're here. I know they're there. And like I said, this is basically, I just go there and put it out there. Yeah. You know, and then it just, I can see where my, I can see where my progress is coming. Once I put it out, there, I can see the progress mm -hmm. and I can see where I'm more, you know, where it's coming from. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Great. So your best advice for, for this piece of advice for marketing is going to be learning how to leverage social media. Gotcha. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about like how you're like leveraging social media to actually turn that into like a paying customer. So I guess like with the pay advertisements or even with the organic posts, how is that leading to people coming in and signing up for a gym membership? Well, it's, it worked it, for me. It's worked pretty good. Like I said, I do late Monday nights, latest nights. So when I advertise on that and I, and I explain to you uh, when I advertise on so, social media, with my latest nights is basically it comes out to the point where I tag people and I let them know, okay, uh, I do this on Monday's nights. This work out good. We we do a lot of uh, different things when it comes to, to to working out to get your body in shape. And and like I said, it's it's basic with it comes with the word of mouth where people actually they keep coming back. And then also it comes with your it comes with your communication how you treat your customer you want to treat your customer like you want to be treated when it comes to a gym so, so if, if i, come I to were to come to your gym like if i were to fly to wisconsin tomorrow um what would my customer journey look like so let's say i saw ladies night like an advertisement on ladies night click on the advertisement like what's the next step after that does it lead me to like a a form for a console or like what's the step after that so basically what I do, I sometimes I usually get, 
I give the latest that free that free uh free session free. No, it depends on a free session, one session free. So we can go to one session free to let you see, okay, this is how I work. You know, uh, you know, let's go in here and I can show you how to do uh, a jab or something like that. And uh, basically we can do a round of pads. Uh, and basically, you know, to see, they give them a, a good idea of what they'll be working at and how they're going to be working, you know, things that we need to work on. Mm -hmm. So it's a basically a, a, a sometimes like it's a free session sometimes. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so free session. Um, and are you doing like the majority of the selling? Because I, I know that you have other trainers as well. Right. So like what's your role in your business right now? Well, my role is basically is to train it. You know, uh, I know a lot of, and people come to my gym just because my experience, uh, my experience, I've been fighting ever since I was eight years old, you know, so uh, I grew, like I said, grew up in St. Louis. I've been fighting since I was eight years old. I did, I'm actually a professional fighter, uh, ex-professional fighter. So basically people come to my gym just because of my role, just because of my, my skills. And then basically, you know, my whole role is training. And how to get people in shape and also you know uh like i said i work on different things too uh when it comes to communication skills uh emotion skills uh you know different things like that so uh my role is a big role <laughs> so so that's that's when i look at it you know and i and i might train us and i train them the same way as far as uh you know communication skills stuff like okay. that and I do, like I said, I, I do uh, at UWRF, I do like, a, you know, they do interns. I get I got kids that come from UWF that do interns through my school too. So when they want to get into like uh, coaching or they want to get into like, uh, 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 what you call that, uh, personal training, I do interns from my UWRF too. So I train people on them on the other sides too. Gotcha, okay. So outside of the training and the coaching that you do, um, what things are you doing on a on a day to day basis to continue to grow your business? Like, what does that day to day look like? Because that's not always the most glamorous thing, you know. Uh, when you're saying uh, on a day to day, uh, keeping myself healthy, myself healthy, and also my my, you know, and it's basically you know looking out uh, on the other side to not only through my gym i got to keep my social my my outside of my life in a perspective too uh you know uh you know when people see me at the gym they got to see me the same way outside of gyms for my communication as far as me how you know how how i conduct myself you know so that's on the outside how do i look at on the outside is the same way i look in my gym being on the outside and coming to my gym. So I got to look at doing, keeping myself healthy, eating healthy and stuff like that, you know? So for, in order for them to see me in the gym, I got to keep on the outside too. So that's, you know, that's a goal that I work on. You know, how do I look on the outside? Same way I'm gonna look on the inside. Yeah, absolutely. Um, gotta stay healthy because you're leading a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. um, so let, let's talk a little bit about some challenges and also like your long-term goals. Um, what specifically is the biggest challenge that you guys are working on overcoming right now? Uh, 
the biggest challenge is, well, I look at me where coming through that pandemic, you know, the, the biggest challenge for me, uh, I don't know. I, you know, I, I look at a lot of things. I don't, for me, I try not to, I don't look at challenges. Well, I, I, I love challenges. That's the point. I love challenges. So, but the biggest challenge is for me is, it's really, I, I couldn't give you a good answer. I couldn't give you an answer on that because I, man, I look at, you know, I don't know. I know it, that's the whole question again. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like you're saying that you don't have any challenges, right? Right. Yeah, I, I know. I, I have challenges. I always have challenges, but I look at, you know, a different person for that challenge. You know, so when I get the challenge, I go to guys. So from my point of view, I look at God for my challenge. If I got a challenge, I just send it over. And and I just work different ways of with my challenge with God. So I, I work on, you know, it's it's a way that I look at it. If it's a challenge, I just send it somewhere else to help me. I think I see what you're saying. So basically, like, you just ask for help. Right, right, right. So Got gotcha. it. Okay. So... Talk to us about um, some of the, the goals for your gym. I know earlier, you know, we were talking pre-interview that you do, you know, want to definitely grow and, you know, start to get some more people in the door. Um, but ultimately, like, what does that look like for you? Do you want to double your membership base? Do you want to, like, max it out, even open up a second location? Talk to us about, like, your goals. Right. Well, with, with you know, open up a second location and uh, to to – I'm at a, a max right now. I'm at a max right now where I'm able to handle it. And that's where I want to be. You know what I'm saying? I'm actually at a goal right now where I'm I'm basically where I want to be. Uh do I want to open another gym and start? Uh no, I don't want I don't want to do that. I don't want to go. I basically I'm able, you know, I'm I'm waiting for that goal for me right now. It's close to retirement, <laughs> so so I'm working on that goal, you know, to, for retirement. Uh, I basically I'm at a max right now where I'm at now, and I'm I'm okay. So retirement coming up, like yeah. so. When do you want to retire? And like, what does that look like? Like, would you close the gym, or like, would you have somebody to run it for I would you? Have somebody run it. I would okay. basically have somebody run it. I you know I I would keep it up and keep it running and stuff like that. So I wouldn't basically I wouldn't close it. Uh, only time I would close it if I happen to want to sell out, something like that. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so in order for you to like kind of step away and retire, it's a gym kind of needs it needs to be running on its own. Say it again. I'm sorry. So in order for you to retire, you know, whenever that may be, um, what needs to be happening at the gym in order for you to, to feel comfortable saying, "Okay, let's have a retirement party. I'm going to hire this person to you know continue to run my gym for me." Right. So, well, it's, it's, it's a lot of things. So it basically, you know, it's, it's a lot of things come for, because basically people, when they come to my gym, they are basically coming to the gym for me. Come to my gym. So what I had to do, if I'm have somebody come in to, 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 to move forward, I'd have to come in and to run it. Not exactly like me. They gonna have to put in their own different things of job, but they need to be on the same same close to the same level that I'm you know that I'm 
that I'm at. So I got to look at, okay, if I'm retired, I want to put my gym under what I, what I, what I started with or what I want to move forward with, you know? So that's, ooh, I'm getting low. So one second. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Yeah, so that's basically what I'm working on as far as if I bring somebody and I'm trying to retire, I'm trying to work on somebody bringing that same attitude that I'm that I'm leaving with. You know what I'm saying? So if, if I'm leaving, I want that person to have that same attitude that I'm, you know, because I want my, if if I leave it, it, number one, if I leave it in my name and like if I leave the gym and, and, the, and let's for us pick a boo, I want somebody to actually come and do the same, close to the same thing that I'm doing. Gotcha. No. So. Yeah, completely understand that. Um, so, Boyd, this is a really good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, tell our listeners where they can find you. Uh, I am located in River Falls, Wisconsin. Uh, cold weather, but it's good. <laughs> so, River Falls, Wisconsin, at one seven or one oh one oh one North Main Street in River Falls, Wisconsin. Uh, great location. I'm right next to the movie theater. Uh, we got a small movie theater here in town where it's uh, dollar popcorn, dollar movie, two dollar movie. So yeah, it's a really nice neighborhood. Uh, been here for, uh, 10, 12 years. So it's really nice. One on one North Main Street. So you can come and actually experience the pickaboo style. All righty. Well, boy, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And of course, looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to continue to accomplish down the road. So to everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Coach Harold, owner of Sarasota Boxing Club in Sarasota, Florida. Coach Harold, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. Thank awesome. you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited to talk to you today. Um, before we dive into the gym, first, tell us about what made you want to start the boxing club. Okay. I had been a boxer in New York City, and I wanted to do something in Sarasota that 
had been done before, but at the time I started my original club, there was no boxing in Sarasota at all. So I started the Sarasota Boxing Club um, more than 37 years ago in 1985. And after six different venues, it's still in operation. That's amazing. That's awesome. So when you first started, um, you know, you mentioned to me you were working kind of a day job at the same time. Um, so when and how were you able to make the boxing club your full-time job? Well, I, I was in the school system in Sarasota for 29 plus years, and I retired in 2012. And I just decided to take on both projects, which is not easy. It's quite the full day. So after my uh, school job finished, I went straight to the club all those years until I retired in 2012. And I did both things. Wow. That's a lot of hard work. <laughs> yes. So, so now um, Sarasota Boxing Club, describe it to us. What can people expect if they um, come into the, to the club? They could expect a very serious but uh, joyful atmosphere. It's, it's fun and it's uh, austere at the same time. And people get that feeling right away that the, the trainers are committed to what they're doing. And whatever reason the people come in with, uh, we try to meet those needs. Some people come in and they're youngsters and they want to get away from being bullied. So we work with them along those lines so that they feel better about themselves. Not that they should fight back with a potential bully, but that they just hold themselves in such a way that the aura that comes off of them is such that the bullying gets uh, less and less because people know that they're, they're not to be messed with. Yeah, Some people are in gangs that we've dealt with over the years and they have a, a feeling they wanna get out of the gang and by getting in the boxing club, they feel a certain commitment and dedication, which allows them to fulfill those needs, which had, had been fulfilled by being in a gang and are now are transferred to a, a legitimate uh, operation called the boxing club. Uh, mm -hmm. Some people just want to get in shape. They don't want to be competitive with boxing, males or females. And we work along those lines with them, just stress fitness with the with the tool of boxing to help achieve that fitness some people announce early on or sometime during the their beginning stages they want to be competitive so they start as amateurs and if they want to go into the pro realm it's there for them yeah that's awesome i love that it's not just about building strength but also building confidence so you can come in you know to be a better boxer or to you know have confidence in your everyday life so i think that's yeah. Yes, all of the above. Yeah, yes. that's awesome. Um, so how many total members do you have as part of the boxing club? Currently, I'd say 100 who come in at various times during the week. It's a seven-day week, so they could come in one, two, three, four, five, six, or all seven days. Thanks. Yeah, that's awesome. So is 100 kind of somewhere where you're happy with, you're comfortable with, or are you still looking to grow the gym and get more people in? Oh... That's a great question. I'm comfortable with the hundred. Nobody has ever turned away from uh, being a member because of the the size of the membership. So I'm always looking to grow the membership with good people. Some people at times drop out. 
So new people replace those who have dropped out for various reasons. Yeah, and how do you find new people to take the place of people who leave? You know, how do you market yourself? How do people know that you're out there? Both word of mouth, which is the best way because people can get an honest uh, personal appraisal of what they're getting into from somebody that they know or associate with. And the other is from the uh, Facebook that we have, Florida Sarasota Boxing Club Facebook. Um, Those are the basic ways. Awesome. Yeah. Tell me more about Facebook. So do you just organically post on there? Do you post into specific groups? Do you pay for advertising? How do you utilize um, Facebook? Uh, Basic, basic Facebook, basic Facebook. People can donate to the club through the Facebook. That's always a a beautiful thing if it happens. So, yeah, if any events are upcoming, it's posted on Facebook. The results of uh, competitions or other events are always posted on Facebook. Gotcha. Have you ever paid for advertising in any capacity over the years? I'd say no, no, right. I'm happy to say no. Yeah, is it something that you would consider or have you just not needed it and you know, not wanted to? Um, the latter, not, uh, not really wanted it because we get enough publicity through the Facebook and word of mouth. That's awesome, yeah. That's, In addition that's awesome. to uh, newspaper stories through the years and TV stories through the years. Gotcha. Okay. So what are your goals going forward? You know, you mentioned you have some room to grow, but you know, in the next year, you know, where do you hope to, to see the boxing club? Okay. In in the sense of complete transparency, I am now without a building for a club. And this has happened since October. The landlord did not renew the lease. We were on time every month with the rent check. But for her own needs, she wanted to get more rent from that building that we were in. We loved the building. Nobody wanted to move. 2,500 square feet. It was a, it was a great atmosphere, real old school gym. But uh, I'm currently, since October, sharing a gym in Sarasota with somebody else. It's a real small gym. So not all of my members could make use of that gym. So we had a newspaper story and a TV story um, before the end of 22, right before the new year. And out of that story came three people who said that they're willing to pledge money to help get a new club. So I have my fingers crossed that that money can come across to us so we can again relocate to my seventh venue through the years in Sarasota. So right now, it's kind of a challenging situation. The rents are real high to get a a, a building. All we want is a bare bones warehouse, no air conditioning, no frills like we had for the last year. So anybody who wants to help out in this endeavor, you can go to the Facebook or if uh, I can give the phone number and the email, that would be wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. Share with us. What's the number? What's the email that people can okay. jump the, at? E- the email is small letters, coach underscore Harold at yahoo.com. And the phone number, the cell number is 941 area 539-6836. Awesome. We'll, we'll throw that in again at the end of the podcast, but I want to make sure we get it in there. So we don't forget, but 
So right now you're sharing a space with another gym. How is that going? And how has been, you know, retaining your members? Um, um, yeah, the, 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 it's been a wonderful, respectful sharing experience. We, we both, uh, the trainer there and myself, both uh, respect each other's needs and um, people that we work with. So there's no conflict and it's been working. But again, I can't get all of my hundred members in there because of the size of the gym. So a lot of people who had been attending, many of them are at-risk youth who, who love the gym to keep them away from the streets and trouble and the law now are without a club to go to. So that's very concerning to me. And I can't wait to get into our own gym again. Definitely. So have you thought about adding more, you know, fitness-based classes to increase revenue so that you can, you know, keep having the, the space that you want and the um, underserved youth still coming in? Um, have you thought about, like, adding more, you know, general population to increase that revenue? Um, again, it's, it's, that's a challenge because the, the general population sometimes falls off because people stop coming to the gym. So we're always welcoming new members. Nobody will ever be turned away. And even uh, youth who are inner city youth who can't afford the, the weekly, the monthly uh, rent. And it's, that's, it's, it's actually a nonprofit club. We've been since the 1980s. So mm -hmm. people can sponsor those kids or we'll just work with them. So as they, they, they don't miss coming to the gym. Totally. Yeah. That's awesome that, that you're providing them a space like that. That's really cool. Um, and so what would you say is outside of the current situation with the space is the biggest challenge you've faced in the business? So let's say when you were, you know, in a, in your 2,500 square foot space and things were going well with the lease, what was challenging then for you as far as the business goes? Um, challenging is to help meet each member's goals mm. at the beginning i focus with them on what is your goal coming in and to meet that need is the day in day out challenge sometimes they miss days and i i challenge them to say well you told me you want to do this and i haven't seen you in two weeks are you serious about this so that's a constant, you know, with me and, and the members and my other two trainers as well. And we do it in such a way, uh, love and respect, by the way, that's been our motto all these years. That's the, like the logo of the club. So they understand from us that we're not uh, asking them that question in a, in a derogatory way. We just want to be truthful. You joined the gym, you paid the dues. Why are you not? Um, focusing on coming in what's up and people answer they have marital problems they have relationship problems if they're not married they have car problems they have money problems their car is broke down all of the above is the reasons why they cannot meet the original promise that they gave yeah and how do you keep track of those people who haven't been in in, in a while how do you know like who to reach out to just by experience, um, I, I see when somebody's, I just feel and I see when they're not there and then I reach out to them. Gotcha. That's awesome. Um, and then do you have help as far as, you know, trainers go? Um, what's like your support system look like? 
Yeah, one of my trainers who fought for the world title in 1997 in Las Vegas, he is one of the trainers at the club. And another boxer who was one step away from the Olympics back in 1996, he's my other trainer. So myself and the two others, the three trainers at the club. Gotcha. And do they share, you know, responsibility as far as like the business side of things go of keeping track of members and maybe like front desk, or is that all you on the business side? Well, I'm in the forefront of it, but we always talk about, hey, why isn't Johnny here today? Yeah. Uh, or the other one might say something about, did you know that uh, his car is broke down? Maybe they communicated with that coach and not me. Mm -hmm. So we always share information. Good, good. Awesome. And then what would be, you know, a piece of advice that you would give to someone um, who wants to own their own gym? So I know you've been in the industry for a while and what would you say to someone um, who'd like to be in your shoes someday? What would be your base piece of advice? Uh, my best advice is to make sure on your end that you have the commitment to do this. Some people just want to quote unquote look good or they think they're feeling better about themselves because they're doing this. Just get real with yourself and ask yourself, is this something I really want to do or is this just uh, a whim of mine? Yeah, definitely. I think that's a testament to you've been, you know, in the industry since 1985. And if you didn't love it, like, I'm sure you would not still be here doing what you're doing today. So, yes, yeah. I've been in boxing since 1964 when I got into it in uh, New York City. So even before the gym, there was uh, 21 years of experience in the game. Definitely. Yeah. What made you want to go into boxing in the first place? Why did you choose that as your sport? Uh, I was raised, unfortunately for me, as a mama's boy. <laughs> My mother overprotected me and actually walked me to school when I was 12. And kids in the uh, right there near us were making fun of me about my mother walking me to school at that age. So that had a profound effect upon me. And I said, I don't want to feel this dependency anymore. Let me grow up as a young man feeling better about myself. And in conjunction with that, one of the kids in the neighborhood where I lived in the Bronx, New York, was an amateur boxer, mm -hmm. and everyone in the neighborhood idolized him. And I said, man, that must be a good thing that he's feeling. I would love to be in that space. So I went to the gym, and I started uh, feeling better about myself because I was a fearful young backwards kid who really didn't uh i shied away from contact with people I, I was seriously shy so boxing brought me out of my shyness and boxing can have the opposite effect if somebody is getting into a lot of fights and is an ornery type of guy boxing could mellow them out and make them more respectful so it works both ways yeah definitely that's that's really important um, and I think identifying which one you are and how boxing can help you is, is really cool. Um, so what's been like your proudest moment of your boxing career so far? Mm. Seeing somebody come from almost nowhere to somewhere. Like I have some ability wise, if we're talking about competitive wise, some kids walked in and were tripping over their own feet to, 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 to use an example. And then they started really getting uh, skillful. So that's one area. 
And another area is just somebody who came in as a shy person. Gradually, as the weeks, the months go by, they start looking you in the eye and they're looking their peers in the eye and actually um, answering questions that make sense and not averting their eyes. That's another big one that's always been in play. Yeah, I think that's one of the best parts of this industry as a whole is just getting to see people week after week that you work with turn into more confident people and, and seeing them really come into their own. Um, I think that's awesome. Yes. Um, and then favorite and least favorite part of owning a gym. So let's start with least favorite so we end on a good note. So what's the hardest part, your least favorite part of being a gym owner? One that comes to mind immediately is me going to the gym seven days a week. Yeah. I live in a beautiful place, this Sarasota, Florida. It's called paradise by some people. The weather is usually tremendous. And that's one reason sometimes I would like to go maybe one afternoon to a beach, to a park, or just rest and not go in. But I'm driven to come in seven days a week all these years. So that sometimes is a fight, especially when I'm fatigued physically. Uh, and, and, and a thinking, can I take a day off today? And, uh, yeah, that's, that's one thing. Would you consider hiring like a general manager or some extra trainers to help you out? Is that something that you've, you've thought about to give yourself maybe a, a couple of days a week off? Well, hiring maybe in quotes, cause we're a nonprofit. So nobody get, I've never made a dime from the gym and the, all these years since 85, all the money goes into paying the rent or to replace the gym equipment if there's money for that. Um, the other two trainers also, uh, you know, sometimes they're not there and I have to feel the, the, the whole populace that's in the gym because they're not there. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I can see how that, that would be challenging. Um, and then what's your favorite part of being a gym owner? What do you love about, you know, owning Sarasota Boxing Club? Oh, again, the aforementioned people changing for the better uh, in general, personality-wise. And since it's been uh, a, a kind of a major competitive gym over the years, seeing people grow as amateur fighters and then professional fighters. And uh, it's, it's been a great thing. Three of my boxers have fought for the world title over the years, including one woman who won it. And I have a current boxer from Sarasota who's ranked number 10 in the country in his weight class. And he well may be fighting for a world title in 2023 later this year. Wow. So that, that's some of the good things. That's awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, especially coming from like a nonprofit, like anyone can, can create yes. great fighters, you know, if you're a great yes. coach. That's awesome. Um, well, again, thank you, Coach Harold, for everything that you've shared with us today. Um, before we wrap things up here, tell us again, you know, where can we get in touch with you? And then what's your Facebook and, and website so people can check you out? Sure. Okay. The uh, email is small letters, of course, coach underscore Harold at yahoo.com. Mm -hmm. The cell number is area code 941-539-6832. And the Facebook is Sarasota Boxing Club. Awesome. Yep. Listeners out there, reach out to Coach Harold if you have, you know, any 
contributions you can make to the gym. Um, check him out on Facebook. It always helps to, you know, give a like, leave a comment. Um, and thank you again, Harold, for being on the show today. You're very welcome. Thank you. Absolutely. To all of our listeners out there, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description and we'll be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.